Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life. Hosted by B.B. Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome everybody to this week's episode. I'm a delight to have you here as always and thank you for taking the time to join us. This week we wanted to share something that's very dear to our hearts that we've been working on. Um, we wanted to share with you our, our new project um, that will be starting next year but we wanted to introduce you to some of the energies that have been present throughout it the teachings, the learnings, the qualities that are available there for you to start considering just how you meet those things yourself in your life and what they mean to you. Um, so you can already start sort of the process of sitting with them, being with them and seeing even what magic is available to you at this moment. Um, it's something we've been working on probably for the last year, year and a half and um, we'll be launching it next week. Um, and we just wanted to share it with you because um, we've been sharing this journey so long with you all. Mm, it's been it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? And it's just taking all these different whirlings. And I guess um, it couldn't come at a better time. I feel because you you said it so aptly. You know, um, at any time, but I think particularly now, the world really needs all of us in. And as much as we can access all of who we are. <laughs> so, you know, the work that we are diving into is very much a reclamation of ourselves. You know, what are the parts that are ready, that are ripe, that are longing to come back to us? And with that also, what are the parts within ourselves that are we're longing to reconnect to? Um, so in that way, it feels like a very organic unfolding. You know, the work is is really powerful, but very gentle in that way and very respectful and, you know, and just really connecting to what's ripe within you to come forth, you know. Um, I think to me, it, it taps into that essence of divine time lining, you know, um, I've always experienced in my life that the answer comes literally like mm. a second before I need it. Um, and I don't know, like, you know, how it goes for you, but, you know, usually when, when it's ripe, it's ripe, you know, the fruits aren't coming in February. Mm. And then can, there can be times sometimes you go, like, will I ever be there, you know? And so working more consciously with bringing out what's ready, you know, what has ripened within you. So, it can be both medicine for yourself in how you live your life, how you show up. Um, it has something to do with resourcing ourselves from the inside. Because if we have access to more of who we actually are, you know, if there's a creative part that we suppressed and now we're bringing that in, or if there is a, a sense of willpower that, you know, wasn't safe to be expressed beforehand, but now it is, you know, whatever, whatever it is, it, it first and foremost resources you to deal with life, you know, and I think in that way with the divine timelining is that, you know, sometimes when you go through situations, you go like, wow, I actually didn't know I was that strong. <laughs> and I probably wasn't that strong five minutes before I needed to have that strength, whether it's physical or internal strength in whatever way. So for me, that work f falls into that, both that inner reflection of where I'm at in my life and what's ripening and how can I reclaim those parts so I can engage with life at this point in time in a whole different way. Mm -hmm. And to me, I don't know, I'm always, you know, on one hand, very much the, the individual development, but then also for me, it's so important that we also look at the collective, the impact that can have when more of us are reclaiming parts of ourselves and bringing that into the communal space, more creativity, a different way of thinking, new ideas, feeling empowered to really listen to, you know, yourself and bringing those visions forward and not just hoping that someone out there will do it for us. And so if we can collectively step into that vibration, 
we have incredible impact. This is how we shape our reality. This is actually all how we already are shaping our reality at this point in time, you know. Um, but there is a call for, you know, life is cyclical, it's spiralic, and in in more than one ways, whether we look through the lens of astrology or like, you know, politics or economics, or when you just have chats with your friends, where everyone is at at this point in time, we are sort of at the end of a chapter and the beginning of a chapter. There's that feeling of whatever has done me well this far, a lot of the things can't go on. A lot of the tools, the ways of thinking, the ways of organizing my life, really pragmatic as well. They can't live live necessarily on or they're not useful anymore so we are at this fold in 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 history in time individually and collectively and to me that's where sacred voyages really falls into it's it's a tool of reconnecting to yourself it's an exploration of your own um your own leadership your own healthy use of power and what we can do with that creatively you know in our lives and in the world mm. And I think it's like, it's also for me, it's like, like each of the portals, it's not a cookie cutter, like, do you know us? And it's not like, mm. oh, now in this portal, you're, you are going to get X. It's like, it's holding the space for the mystery, like, which is the healing journey. Like, we can never know when we're moving through something, what I'm actually going to reclaim in that space. We don't know maybe until we're actually even out past it and actually maybe embodying it or we might have a sense of it when we're moving through it or stepping towards it. Like, but it's allowing that space for the mystery off. Like, can I just be here in this moment, meet myself as I am, in a sense, step through this doorway, step into this portal and actually see what's available for me here at this moment. Not what my mind thinks I need, not what maybe, you know, if I've Googled it, what I, what's meant to be there in a sense. Do you know, like, but what's actually available for me there? Like, what has spirit decided that th this is a gift that is already within you that maybe you have not seen or you've forgotten that you even had? And now it's time and it's needed and it's time for you to take that part back. And in a sense, it's not even a taken back. Like, to me, reclamation is like, it's already yours. Mm -hmm. It's already yours. It's just that it's been hiding in the shadow. You've forgotten about it. You think it's too much. You think it's not possible. Whatever that quality is like, but it's already yours. Like it belongs to you. So you're allowing that aspect out like, do you know, like, so there's this depth of, to me, it's like there's this depth of feeling of, you know, we're honoring that little part that we've had to place to the side somewhere along the way. And then the joy of bringing it back. But also in a sense, sometimes the little, oh Lord, now if, like this part is moving through me, how does it want to be expressed in my life? Like, because they, when we bring those aspects back and start living with them, they're always going to invite, I'm not going to use the word change, like it's not always about change, but they're going to invite a different expression of your energy possibly mm -hmm. in some way, like whether that's just in how you think, how you feel about yourself, how you look at yourself, it might not even be anything you know, we often think as soon as you bring energy back, it's like my whole life going to have to change. But all these little internal shifts will be revealed from it. Like, so to me, it's like we're going in with, you know, in a sense, we're setting sail with an intention, but we're waiting to see too, allowing in a sense the, the stars, the elements and all to guide us while we're in that space, like, which I think is mm. the most fun, like, because then you're really leaving it open to everybody who gathers for it to really, you know, align with their energy like and align with the collective energy of that group like and each of the stages we've put in place like have been in a sense deliberate because in a sense the end in it then is like you know all of this individual now aspects of myself that I'm feeling embodying and explore more do they want to be expressed just at this moment or do they need more incubation and tending to but still allowing the dreaming in of the new do you know, because we can get very, <clears throat> excuse me, very attached to the releasing, the cleansing, the clearing, but allowing ourselves to be inspired by what's coming through for us then, like. Mm. And you know, that's, I think, is reflected in the timeline, sort of, that we chose over the eight weeks and four portals. So there's, there's, there's a lot of integration time, you know, in, in between each, each portal and what I'm really excited about is, is the communal aspect. So yes, sacred voyages, it's, it's something very, very personal. It's something, you know, 
that's connected deeply to to you to the individual will be going on the journey collectively so when we're stepping into these portals what each and every one of us will bring back from that portal you know can be the mm. same but can be also wildly different and so to have that support because i think in in these times sometimes it can be difficult to to get the support that we sometimes need especially if we're if we're soul that's called to doing that work and embedding that shift you know where maybe our existing our family of origin or maybe our existing friends are kind of looking at us like you know where well, you did lone wolf out you know you're, you're kind of like is there nobody else thinking like me hmm, interesting you know and so it's a community in that way as well where you you get to lean out the window a little bit you get to have that full experience and knowing that other people do that in their own realm with their own experiences as well and it's a safe environment so there is there is this very deep acceptance and this safe and sacred space amongst all of us when we're going mm -hmm. there and we're doing it with each other because we know some things even though we have to do it for ourselves it is so much easier to do it in, in a in a supportive group environment you know and and also for the integration afterwards so and what I love about it as well, there is this spectrum of, you know, you can partake in these in these journeys, in these voyages, just for yourself. And you don't need to mm. share anything with anyone because you're all so different. But if you're somebody that thrives in, in having community um, and also exchanging with that community, there will be there will be room for, for all of that, you know. So in that way, Sacred Voyage is also a birthing place to bring for ourselves forth these things that some other in mundane environments feel a little too unstable or too maybe not safe enough because maybe there's judgment around from the outside maybe from ourselves even so i'm really excited about that that communal aspect as well because you know yes the bravery is in within each and every one of us but when we have a sense of belonging when we have a sense of safety we can step out in who we really are with much greater impact in that way and again that doesn't mean that you have to change your job your relationship anything like that you can stay in the exact same setup but life can become way more you know vibrant in mm. that way you know all of a sudden things at, at your job where you you may you know maybe you just felt not heard and maybe you realize actually I didn't speak up and then you realize maybe actually I didn't feel I had the courage or the right to say something so it can be something simple as a simple in you know uh, in, in inverted commas this idea the shift where you find your own voice and you start to speak up for yourself in your job and all of a sudden that job feels more satisfying now to you so it's not about necessarily forcefully creating shifts that aren't meant to me this whole journey is <laughs> just thinking like caramel sauce comes to mind you know some more or a honey or you know fill in your favorite mm. oozy environment that is that is holding you really that there's no pushing there's no pulling there's no and now on to the next best version of yourself it's an organic unfolding for which we hold the environment so the the organic unfolding wants to happen for you all the time anyway but sometimes our modern world isn't necessarily the environment mm -hmm. where that can come through as fully as it wants to come through. And the difficulty and the pain we're experiencing is actually not the birthing so much, but the holding back that something is in the way of us mm -hmm. unfolding into ourselves. So Sacred Voyages to me is that environment that allows you to birth, to unfold aspects of yourself that, you know, are ripe, that mm -hmm. are, are longing to come forward. Like, and I think, like for me, it's like space, like the way we laid it out rather than little short classes and all there, like is like the deep dive in, like, you know, when mm -hmm. I say deep, it doesn't mean we have to go to the bottom of our souls, like, but as some, we get to, rather than just dip a toe in, we get to really sit in the vibration, like we get ourselves used to that energy, used to that space, even used to, like, because when we're in that space, we even get to see the parts of us that are contracting against that there where the mind's going where's the emotional body going where's the physical body going we're getting to sort of just acknowledge observe that there without the need to do anything with it do you know like rather than going like let's get roll up our sleeves now and dig in here and start pushing through everything so like you said like it's like when we meet energy that is ready and available for us then it's allowing a very organic process to happen like 
usually we're looking outside for someone to give us all the answers or the next steps like and for me this is a space where we really learn to truly begin or continue or deepen the practice of really listening to ourselves like and really acknowledging like this is all in me like it's all in me but we're just not taught it that way we maybe don't know how to bring it out we don't know we're afraid maybe to bring it out we've not been taught the practices or even the understanding of it is in me that we're looking outside to try and mold ourselves to another system and for me sacred voyages is that place where it's like we get to meet ourselves like you know because Mm. we are all different as much as we are not all different we all want to be special and none of us are special but we are all special and all those lovely contradictions like but you're you're meeting yourself like and you're really getting to acknowledge who you are like and what has all the things that have made you you do you know like what makes you different and not in a way I'm better than but asking this is me this is what I see in myself or this is what maybe what other people see in me and what parts actually feel really true for me like and which other parts actually have been things that I've taken on or express and move life through and they're actually not a true expression of myself like and to me it's an honouring of all of those and we don't need to start pulling them all out by the roots but sometimes just the acknowledgement and the speaking of those I find in healing work so powerful like where people get to share like you know this is how I've been living life or this is what has made me who I am you know again I've realised some of these places actually yet they are really truly me but other ones and I don't know what to do with them yet like and that's Mm. okay because we're not a project like we're not a IKEA set to put up and put down with one of those as I call IKEA keys I don't know what they're called like but like we're so uniquely different like and to me it's like not enough healing allows just space for all of all of us all of our our stuff and inverted commas you know like just us but all of the beauty do you know like not all healing work is about finding the stuff it's about acknowledging all of the beauty that's already there like yeah i i love what you said early on about um the the feeling aspect like feeling this is me and to me that encompasses the work that we're doing here with sacred voyages you know it is there's no preconceived idea you know there is no goal setting there is no it doesn't come from the intellectual cognitive part of our brain that gets to be part of it Mm. but at a later stage but I think we all had in life at different times maybe this 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 small little shift that you feel in your body where you go oh you know it could be like laying down some of the defenses when you realize oh I don't need to carry that anymore because that was a weaponry or an, an armor I had to carry during my childhood or like the job the last few months was really tough and just had to armor up or thought I had to armor up you know and like and then you just kind of step away from it for a while and like whew, the shoulders fall down and there is this other way of being you that you recognize that you remember that's coming through and there might then be that intellectual realization oh I don't need that armor anymore you know, for example. So it's it's not so much setting the mind ahead. And the reason for that is that the mind usually doesn't have as big of a, an idea of who we actually are. Our mind has actually a very limited vision of, of our capacities. So if we go through the, the mind goal setting, let's call it that way, we're already setting out for, on a limited mm-hmm. journey. Whereas this is to me, this is co-creation. This is, you know, when you're going on this journey, it's between you and the divine forces that are running through you. You said early on the mystery, but there is, there's no passivity about it either. It's not a, you know, signing over your, your, your involvement at all. It is very much, you know, what am I ready for? You know, what's installed for me? How do I want to feel in this life? How do I want to feel in my body? You know, what's the level of ease I want to bring into even conversations or into situations where people, where it would have been maybe very reactive or contracted beforehand, you know, embodying a new energy, a vibration. And we talk about 
um, the previous episode of Dharma and then in the previous episodes before that about soul-led businesses. But to me, there is a there is a line through all of this. Is the the vibration we hold really is our dharma. So, in a way, without being about your dharma, <laughs> sacred voyages is about your purpose. When we look at purpose from the point of being all of who you are and really mm. sitting in that vibration and emanating that consciously into the world. So what are the missing pieces? What are the the blind spots, you know, that that are currently missing? And as a result, you feel you might not have the tools or the right or the power to speak up to, to make those choices and live life the way, you know, you want to really live from a, you know, not a sort of a an egocentric sense of like I need this, but from a soul-led desire. There's a reason when you have certain desires that come from deep within. They are desires and feelings. They're not reactions to the situations, but there is this longing inside of you that wants to unfold of having a certain life. And that's not because you saw it on Instagram or you heard your friend talking about a certain type of lifestyle. There is this, you know, might be some as simple as longing to finally have a pet, a dog, a, an animal shelter, care for, for animals in any kind of way. It could be something like that, you know, where you go, yeah, that's, you know, not, not not possible what the mind told us up to this point, you know, but you can feel it in your bones that you're here to care for them. It doesn't mean I give up your day job and, you know, but mm-hmm. maybe there, there's so many other ways of like adopting animals. And, you know, you can take that as an analogy for, for, for so many different ways, but it's like settling back into that vibration before the conditioning, you know, mm-hmm. before all the schooling and and the pressure got labeled and got, you know, you got labeled and the pressure got laid onto you. That part deep within, that's still all there, connecting to that and bringing that vibration forward into how you speak and how you act in the relationship you choose and cultivate in how you show up at work, how you show up as a, as a parent, as a, as a daughter, as a son, as, you know, whatever your roles and functions are in this modern world, but showing up with more of who you are. And sometimes we think that has, that means the more of who we are is like, I gotta, you know, <laughs> lean in and power up. And I'm like already exhausted. There's not chance of doing this. Whereas what we're talking about here in Sacred Voyages is, is you know, being more of who you are, but not from the point of having to work mm-hmm. harder. It's simply by stripping away all the layers that are, you know, making it so hard to be you. So that there's an organic unfolding of that vibration that you really are. Mm, I see it as like a revealing, like, do you know, mm. because <clears throat> we may chat about, you know, true essence and going back to that unique essence that was us when we were brought into this this world, like, and then often what happens is that we end up then still thinking we're at that true essence, but really with more glitter on top of it than enough, like, do you know, trying to then fit into other molds, like, rather than deciding, do you know, like, there doesn't have to be a mold for this here, like, do you know, like, or in a sense, I am creating this mold just for myself, like, do you know, like, so it's like a rewinding of going back rather than placing more things like, you now, now you have to look this way, now you have to wear this, now you have to say this, now you have to practice this, now you have to, and it becomes more shoulds and have tos. And to me, that's the true essence is a flow, like, mm-hmm. do you know, like, and it, we may not be in it all the time, but like, how often have we actually sat and drank from it, like? So to me, it's a space where you're drinking from that well, like, and remembering that, okay, like there's all these things, everything is vying for my attention and life, like, and even all of the beautiful marketing, it's all vying for a part of my attention and it's all telling me that I'm not enough, like, so what if I come back into myself and then from that place, look at all those things that are vying for my attention and see do they really need my attention, which is basically my energy, mm. which is, in a sense to me, like almost like currency. <laughs> There's Oski. Oski is having a little uh, dream. <laughs> See, he's on the little sticker voyage. Do you know, like, so it's bringing it back. He's deep. He's deep, is it? <laughs> so we're bringing that energy forward then to see, because it's like, to me, energy is our currency. Like, you know, like, where am I placing it like? And am I really investing it in places I actually want to be and I'm choosing to be? Or is it still conditioning that's sort of running those there? Like, do you know, like, and I think to me, that's like a 
like it's a really important aspect to even look at and explore like because do you like we in this sense we only have this life stream for ourselves and for the collective so like er, everything we do can make a difference like but if we're still putting it into the old crap that we really don't want to be but we're still making the exchanges there then it's a lovely space to really tune into what's deeply important for me for my way forward because we are in this space of reevaluating of deep shifts and it's like you think you've got to the written and you find there's a whole other layer of roots that have somehow sprung up out of nowhere that way and have taken you by surprise but not by surprise do you know like so it's allowing that space just to be with what's arising and to me like the most important thing for me of all healing is the humanness of it mm-hmm. do you know like so sacred voyages isn't like you have to get here at the end of this course because there's nowhere to get to in a sense there is the 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 trajectory, the doorways to step through. There will be growth. There will be evolving. There will be insights. There will be a shift at the pure energy level, which is where we want it happening, which will feed into all the other levels. But it's also acknowledging that if I land in sacred voyages and I'm tired, that I will receive exactly what I need. If I land in sacred voyages and I'm full of energy, ready to gung-ho into a project, I will receive what I need. And neither is one better than the other, is that we're opening the doorway to receive exactly what we need and honour and that when we were chatting about purpose, like my purpose is, yes, my gifts, my strengths, but it's also my wounding, like, do you know, like, because from all of that comes my purpose. Why do most of us, you know, like we teach what we need or we teach and share what we've experienced because we're like, if I can save anybody all that time of navigating that arseways and inside out and banging your head off places. I'd love to like help people not go through that much pain. Like, Yeah. And I have like how many books have been written and then the author has been asked like, who did you write it for? And they write, I wrote it for me. <laughs> you know, I wrote it for me as I was going through a really difficult time. And, you know, I think Liz Gilbert said that as actually, I think about mm. Big Magic, I think if I remember correctly, but like there's so many, you know, so many authors out there, you know, um, where, where that's the case. And if you look at it from an astrology point of view, like what you were talking about to me, that just pulls in the energy of, of Chiron, you know, mm. that, Karen, the bridger that helps us to bridge from back from this, you know, let's say conditioned version of ourselves, this, this part that is, you know, at times limping a little bit, um, this, this part of ourselves that has forgotten we have, if we look at it in this world, like talents and gifts, but one of more subtler realm has, has forgotten that these energies are available, you know, and then so, so much about your current placement is about understanding where in your life that plays out and then piecing together the bits and pieces from the mundane mm-hmm. world and you said oh my god this is how it's living out in this life but really it is a bridging back into your pure essence that's what Chiron is so it's again it's another name we often use for it's like the wounded mm-hmm. healer and we talked about this I think like about 40 episodes back about <laughs> we're the best you know like if you like a yoga teacher usually can teach a certain pose brilliantly because that person has struggled with that mm. pose for a long time so it was the wound for that person whether it's on a physical level or on an emotional level and now they have equipped themselves because they spend time with that to bring that forth so to bring that back into what you were saying that our gifts are also the shadows that we bring in because the shadows invite us to look at something there to unpack it and then when we have that conversation with the yoga pose that doesn't make sense to us or that you know uh, when we call the shadow inside and start to solve that and start to unfold that and get the gold of it and then we can share Mm -hmm. from that place not necessarily we have to talk about that very thing but that yoga teacher that figured out how form stand works finally in their body doesn't need to teach form stand eloquently. That teacher can teach you about patience, about understanding, about taking things apart, reassembling mm-hmm. things. That person can teach you so much and the same about our current journey. So wherever our wounding lies, it teaches us so much that we then can bring into the healing of the collective. So in a way, our reclamation is our medicine, mm-hmm. but by us integrating it we become the medicine for the times yeah. 
And again, not in an egocentric because any one of us is so special, so perfect or so much better than someone else, but purely by being you. The more you reclaim by being you, when those reclaimed parts come into you, the more of that medicine can ripple through you into the world around you, to your kids, to your parents, to the people at work. And I think that to, to grasp that with our linear mind can be really difficult because we've been for decades long conditioned and the people that came before us, the ancestors have been conditioned in a linear sense of growth, right? Mm. It's like you do ABC, so you don't have to yeah. do ABC ever again and you can move on to the next stage, you know, whether it's in your job or wherever it is. But when we think in that linear way, we miss the pieces. And to me, it's sometimes like returning back to a, to a holiday that you've been already. So you can either go back to that and blindly go like, here we go again. Like I know all the coffee shops and know all the, the sites are going to see, I know the temperature. Or you can come back with, with real a sense of curiosity and adventure. And like, what else is there? You know, now that I feel a little safer there, because I've been in this town before, what's happening in the side streets? What's happening behind there? You know, when I'm not after the big sightseeing anymore, I can go like, oh my God, I hear the tone in someone's language. Like, like you, you know, if you're going back to Italy, it's like, oh, you start to understand the language, the culture. So the revisiting in a way is not a starting all over again, but it's that's where the richness of our aliveness comes into. And so to me, these journeys are that. It's not about, you know, straight line trajectory into a growth and then that'll be done. It's it, they're explorations, you know, a voyage, you know, it's like it's in the title, mm-hmm. a sacred voyage. It's like you're taking your heart, your whole essence on an exploration and you see what's out there. So um yeah and if you think of a voyage like what do you do when you're going on a voyage you prepare do you know like and it's not that there's big preparation work not there like but the energy starts working before you even go just like when you book a holiday like do you know like you're already either like you know relaxing and all there like you know and getting ready and dreaming and thinking and pondering but not knowing what's going to be there when you get there at the minute you might not even know if you will get there do you know like so there's already the, the energies already shifting and you're beginning to open your mind to other possibilities as well like do you know like and then when you're going on the voyage is the whole adventure of being in it do you know like even just getting to the airport going on the plane you know even stepping onto the plane or having your little bits to eat before you get on the plane and off there like being on the plane how you find all of that what's going on in that environment before you even land in your destination like so for me the voyage is like you're already you're learning about yourself prior to it during it you're meeting yourself do you know like and then afterwards it's the settling the integration like do you know mm. of allowing it to inform do you know, so often we go on journeys and we leave all the magic where we were. Do you know, like if we were in Bali, suddenly wherever we might go, Iceland, whatever, like we leave all of the inspiration, the insights, the part that was really speaking from us deeply within us, possibly depending on how you met sort of the holiday and all, like if it's really favorable for you. But, you know, it's like those spaces for me, it's always like a shift in consciousness. Like, mm-hmm. so then it's like, can 100%. I bring that with me can I allow myself to carry that so it's not just something that I leave behind or that I experience in sacred voyages but I can't carry it with me and I think that's what we both really want is that it's it's the cells are different do you know like the mind will catch up but the cells are different like in all the energy work I share people are like going you know I'm not too sure how I feel I'm like perfect I'd rather you don't know now at this moment, to be honest, like, because I want you to really be aware of how it ripples out, like, yeah. because then I know and you know that it's, oh, this is affecting change, like, it might be weeks, months, and then I'll have felt parts of it land and it will continue to land, like. And usually it's an avalanche of change. Like, I've noticed for myself, whenever I come out of an exploration, a healing journey, and I don't know exactly what shifted, but I can feel it in me that, that something has shifted. They tend to be the mm. biggest shifts long haul and they have a longer ripple effect. You know, it might be three years down the line, I hear myself saying something like, oh my God, I would have never mm. said it in this way five years ago. That's, there. it comes from a different place. Whereas 
versus those insights they're also beautiful they're mm. like instant gratification when you come out of something you're like that needs to shift and, and that's also needed but that's not necessarily what we're aiming here as a first step you know those changes for me they're great and then you have this like okay that was the before that was the after and that's beautiful but it tends to be for me those shifts stay mm. singular in their expression whereas we're sort of for this avalanche so hopefully the idea is the way we structured and intention it is that a there will be a huge amount of the integration part of the experience so it's not this idea there's like an eight week journey you go on an eight week course and then you left your own devices it's like these things and i think we've all been on courses where we then you know did not integrate mm. it or we we even read really good books and then we didn't do anything about it it was like that was good to know but nothing has shifted um but the integration is 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 part of the journey so mm. you're in that health space i think that's that's what I'm also really, really excited about. Um, and to see everyone sort of starting to ripple off into their into their own expression more and more. Um, and just one yeah. more thing there. Um, you, you mentioned it briefly, but I just feel like it's, it's so worth to talk about that again, that this is, you know, this not having a preconceived idea at the end as an outcome is mirrored by there is not a particular shape or state you need to be in like you don't have to have your shit together you know you can be exhausted you can be super focused you can have like even a business idea where you go like i'm i'm 99 there i just need to get it over the finish line and i just feel like i need to bring more of me into that but you can also be like life's all it's all right nothing really needs to i don't know i'm just curious what happens you know like it doesn't matter where you are mm. at this journey is not something that empties you out it's not something that is laboring it's not something that asks of you to invest with all of your energy first and then hopefully mm. fingers crossed you get something it's like you not just that you can ideally like you will just show up as you are who you are where you are at in your life there is no more polishing mm. you need to do. There is, you know, you don't need to be in a big desperation. It's like if you feel the calling, if you feel like these these vibrations are, are, are doing something to you, if you feel like, oh, that's interesting, I would just le lean into that, you know. And, and again, taking that linear pressure off that we have to be at a certain place or have to have a certain mindset or like the head for it. You know, we have it in mm. our in, in our languaging it um we took all of that linearity out of it and made it into a container that is very spiralic is very circular is very you know cyclical in that way it's like a so there won't be just one integration yeah you know like there will be integration after another after another it's like you come to the meal in a sense you get mm -hmm. to choose how much you eat at that moment in time do you like trusting that it's what I need? I don't have to overstuff myself or I don't have to go, oh, well, I can only take a little bit of that. Can I allow my whole being to receive what it needs? And then I've eaten it like, and then I will digest it before I come to the next class and you'll be supported to digest it in a sense as well. Like, mm -hmm. And to me, it's an experience through the felt senses. Like, yes, yeah. we will be working on it with the mind, like, but we all know the mind will want to get from A to B. ASAP sort of thing like in, in all the wrong directions possibly too so it's like you know it's this through your being through your body through your senses through your deep listening like you know because to me that's where real true insight comes is when you really hold a space to really listen and hear and if you want it to share what's deeply in you at that moment and that mm -hmm. can be life is great and I'm really looking forward to, you know, X, Y, Z. At the minute, life is hard, like, because then we're really meeting ourselves as we are. And mm -hmm. from there, so much can shift and change. Like when we're just mm -hmm. being honest, like, and to me, that's the beauty. There's no prerequisites. There's no, you need to have to do this. There's no, in a sense, you know, like the sort of really hardcore structure like it's like there's a flow there's an adaptability there's room for movement for us for everybody coming because then it's really meeting the needs of the individuals coming because we're chatting about learning to resource from yourself and we can only do that when we're really honest like with ourselves like asking i'm at a three i act like i need just need to sit here 
and I will take it all in. But beyond that, my brain is actually isn't functioning today. Like versus I'm at a seven. My God, I could, you know, plow through this year. I'm going to start thinking. I'm going to start writing. And we meet that in that space and go, that's our humanness. And we ex- and we let it be because we're still receiving the pure energy, which is the way I, where I've been most of this year and anything I've nearly on the receiving mm. end of. I'm like, I'm here. My brain's not going to really function here, but my energy body is receiving it deeply. Like, and it will all land in when it does. Like. Yeah. And I mean, that's, structure is the wrong word for it integrated into how we design it that you know it is not pitched just to the mind you know the the information the experiences the 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 journeys they they are intended to speak to all of your layers Mm -hmm. so if you're in a phase and by god there's so many of us that are in a, in in that phase, you know, um, that you just described. Um, my last year, like twenty twenty, I actually think about what year we're in. Twenty mm. <laughs> twenty, my brain just did not function. It it didn't it didn't do the normal calculation, you know. And so I still know that you know because we sort of cycle together, but we also collectively we also have like our mm. our our. our our downloads come at slightly different times as well. So perfect for each and every one of us. So we're not hopefully all losing it at the same mm. time on this planet, you know. But there is this, you know, so if you're in a phase where you're, you know, that sort of mind fog, I'm like, what? Know that, you know, sometimes that can be actually the best place to engage in this because you, you, your brain is already not functioning. So you may as well go like, while the brain is not getting in my way, I go into those deeper layers. So it is designed and intended to speak of all of those parts of yourself. And if you're, if your brain, if you're just out of this cycle, or if you, you know, you haven't entered it, and your brain is communicating healthily with your heart and your body, and you're in that place, you can, you know, communicate and integrate the information from what experiences rather from from that place. But um, yeah, I think in a way, sacred voyages, apart from being a course, it's to me, it's also a way of living. Mm you know, how I imagine how we could create societies. So there is room for all of that. If you have, you know, the brain fog stage, you know, there's no judgment. It's not like get your shit together and push Mm. on. It's like, no, we honor that. That's sacred. And if you're in your clear pushing through, you're focused, your energy is honed and you're creating and manifesting, you know, like that is beautiful. You go because we're all you know, we're all interacting together. Mm-hmm. It's actually, it makes sense, right? That when, I'm, I don't know why I'm thinking of the Tour de France. I'm not even a big circle, a cycle friend, a fan, but you know, the way it was explained to me, the way the, the cyclists work in a team, they have always someone that pushes at the front. So let's say that's four in a team. If someone you're a real cyclist out there, you might kind of you can you can mean re-enlighten. But this is this is what I got from it. So they work in teams and they have these par- people in there that that pull at some part, whilst the other part of the team gets to sit behind in a slipstream and get to recover. So then they go ahead, and so this happens within teams, but it mm-hmm. also happens within the whole peloton. And to me, in a way, and and that that's how they collectively all together get the speed and endurance, and they can do something like you know cycling through France for three four weeks through the mountains and if I'm thinking that if we're looking at elevating humanity we cannot give full throttle every single one of us all of the time we wouldn't get there you wouldn't win that cycle nobody would win mm-hmm. that cycle right well somebody would win that cycle right possibly but like they're all exhausted and a waste lower time so nobody benefits to the point because nobody goes beyond week one if you don't apply this idea of sometimes you need to rest while others are pulling and so to create a society where we support that, where we are like, hey, you're in your down phase, I'm rocking on here. And then, you know, when I'm in my down phase, I don't have to feel guilty that you're rocking on and compete and compare. That sort of idea, how we could create a future of that in a way vibrationally to me is also in this course. And that's why you can show up in whichever way you, you want to, wherever you are at because it catches you where you're at and that's again not just the course because you know 
it's also what flows through this course and where we connect it into to bring that material to channel that that aspect down and in it's not that we are tailoring it for every single one of us there is we create an environment where you get to connect to source yourself and so that's where you tap into your own rhythm um, whilst we're holding the space for everyone and so this idea again of a felt experience of how life could be lived differently how does that feel in your body how does that even feel in a community and that's why we also have we've we had a long discussion about like the limit like how many people are we taking on you know this this voyage um but we wanted to have it personal we wanted to have it um in in an environment where everyone feels seen you know rather than just being sort of like a picture on the screen somewhere um for that for that very reason so everyone's rhythm can be honored and nobody has to live up to sort of the collective rhythm right and let's move on you know that sort of thing yeah yeah because yeah. i think it's allowing a space for for me it's to acknowledge there's richness no matter where i am do you know like so to me sacred voyages is creating a an energetic space where I can get maybe to really maybe see, receive mm. from the richness that is there. Like, do you know, like, and mm. allow that to inform where I'm at in this moment. Like, because that's what we need in life in general, like, is the acceptance that we're, we are all in different places. And if I allow myself to get distracted by where Mary is, then I'm missing out on what's here for me at this moment like mm. but it's lovely to be inspired then by where Mary is while I'm in this space do you know like or vice mm. versa like so it's this level of deep compassion then for ourselves and for others when we really begin to realize deep within ourselves that life is not linear like and it does not mm. go according to our plans but we can learn to work with all of the rhythms that our soul desires to experience like and that's part of the reclamation process as well there is a the ability to understand and compute and relate to life in a completely different way when we come home into ourselves we we know on a deep level that life can't be linear you know so then all of a sudden there is no need to fight the linear anymore because within you are externally because you you, you know linearity doesn't actually exist we start to understand that's in the darkness, in the depth, in in the in the frustrations, in the when nothing seems to happen. That's when the downloads are happening. And then when we're out and we're creating, that's just the ripple effect as such. But we've come together as a community into a place where we only honor the outcome. But we've kind of forgot when the seed got planted mm. and to have celebration and ritual around that aspect. And so in, in, when we're looking at life in that way and reclaiming ourselves in, through that lens, giving us then the ability to, if we are in an output phase, to really have compassion and love, but also cheering on the person who's in, a, in, in the death spiral, in that, in that darkness, uh, not as in cheering on to get out of there mm. very quickly, but going like, bless you, you're receiving massive downloads here potentially, you know, you're, you're weaving stuff out, you're being confronted with something that you potentially will not carry mm. on anymore, you know, and you, you get to have that here, like, wow, and, and to honor that, and then the same when you're in the death, death cycle, in the darkness, and in the recovery, and then when nothing is moving, you get to look over and cheer all of your co-humans on that are in a full expression and going yeah now bring it out into the light because you have been in mm. the darkness beforehand and so we're starting to co-create even on that level you know we can still do all our own jobs but to see that instead of all trying to compete for the light and trying to kind of you know like i just i just know coming from a sporting having grown up with so much sport if you don't honor your rest and recovery you're going to be shit at the next race. And it's difficult. The recovery days, the pause days, the most difficult pause days are the ones that are closest to the race. 
because you kind of figure out where your time is like swimming or running or whatever it is you kind of figure out your time you go like if I can get one more training session in I could possibly just push that up but that one extra training session I've done it often enough is exhausting you not on that day but you show up on your race and you're like empty but this is what we're doing with life and so in that way for those of you who have done sports that might be relating to that you're like okay like what are the pauses and how can we relate to that and as a result guilt-free rest can be the best fuel for incredible creation and manifestation but we can all understand it on a cognitive level in our brain <laughs> but if it doesn't go deeper and it's not reclaimed as an essential part of ourselves it will always be that the head that goes yeah i know I sh yeah really it works kind of the other way but there's a sense of we're not really buying in so sacred voyages in that way is like starting to remember those truths your truth you know not someone else's from your own experience on a deeper level and having your own buy-in into your own life being on your own team being on your own side and then start creating a living life from that place which to me takes the acidity out of it you know like that's what training days or resting days do for training days they take the acidity out of your muscles but like the downtimes they take the you know, just the, the constant competing, the constant pushing, it takes that out so we can source from a deeper level. And I think we need that at the moment. Most definitely. Most <laughs> I don't think there's anybody who will disagree with that, possibly. Um, on that little note, we'll begin to wrap up. Yeah. And for those who'd like to find out a little bit more, our website will be in the show notes. Um, for Secret Voyages. It has its own little home um, at secret-voyages.com. Um, we will be opening the doors next week, I think. But mm. in the meantime, you can add your name to the little mailing list to get the first little download of when it opens um, so you can get a little preview of it. And we might share more over the coming weeks and all there. Like we'll see what we feel like chatting about and feel like doing as always. But um, do come have a little nosy even and see how the energy meets you. So thank you very much. And we look forward to connecting with you next week. Thank you, Bibi. Thanks, Rosaline. Bye, everybody. Bye. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Air School podcast hosted by Rosalie McNally and BB Dalman. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com.